This is the Family Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Schilling. Are you a mom who is tired of taking full responsibility for your entire family's health and happiness? This is the place where we unpack all that guilt, shame, and thoughts about you as a mom and show you how to live a life of purpose, even in family crisis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Family Crisis Podcast. I'm really glad to be with you today, and I hope that you are finding the episodes I'm sharing helpful, and there are things that are really helping you see that the crisis happening in your family doesn't have to be a crisis for you as well. And that's really the whole reason I wanted to to create this podcast for everyone so that I could show moms that things are going to happen that are out of our control. And I think we've learned in so many ways in the last year, we've learned this firsthand, but we can think about what we can control even in situations that are happening that are out of control. I know that sounds crazy, but I think when we can just separate that, we can say, what can I control here? And we can always ask that question and we can always just even make two columns if we need to, if we need to write it down. Um, We can say this diagnosis, this interaction, this job loss or money situation or behavior from family members, all of those things relationships, those things are not in our control, but we can influence change by focusing on the things that are in our control. So let's just do uh, the simplification of if you are having a family crisis, I'd like to give you a formula and this will be something to draw upon many, many times as you go forward this will be kind of like your cheat sheet. It'll be a simplified way to think about how to manage a crisis. So first of all, let's just use an example of a family argument because that does feel like a family crisis. As moms, we want everyone in our family to get along. It's just our mission, right? It's our purpose that our family is happy and Everyone loves each other. And it's this wonderful, you know, picture of us sitting around playing whatever, Pictionary or something, and everyone's having a wonderful time. And we have this happy family and we have this dream and this vision for that. And when it isn't happening, when anybody in the family is not getting along, that becomes a potential for a crisis for us. So how do we prevent that? How do we address it and mitigate it? And just how do we respond? As we've talked about before, as the mom, where we are like the epicenter of the family, we have this opportunity. And again, going back to the definition of the crisis that I love the most, which is that there's a turning point that there's a place and a time for a decision to be made gives us that power to change the outcome. So when you think of it that way, the first step 
And this is where we can go through the, the formula. And the formula has, there's two components, and then there's the idea that those two components need to work together. So let me go through that with you. So we're, we're thinking about this example of an argument, right? But in any crisis, there are, are facts about the crisis that's happening. There's the facts that are not arguable. They're just the facts. And then there are our emotions that we immediately attribute to whatever is happening. And we think that whatever's happening is creating these emotions. And what we, we will learn and I will teach you as we go through in other podcast episodes, there is something in between facts and emotions that we will talk about later. But for today's purpose with our formula for crisis, let's just recognize that our brain processes facts on one side of our brain and emotions in another part of our brain. And so it's really important that when we are in the state of needing to make a decision, that we are able to access both parts of our brain to make the best decision in that situation. So the formula that I'd like to share is the one, two, three step process. And the first step is accepting the reality of what's happening. And this is really important because it's a very natural tendency for our brain to protect us. And it's very common that we will want to deny the seriousness of a situation, or we will want to find evidence that it's not as bad as it is, that whatever's happening is is not real. It's especially if it's something that we really have deep fears about. And if we have this belief already that our family is supposed to be happy and that when we tie that, the happiness status of our family to our self-worth as a mom, and we make that judgment, if our family's not happy, then we're a bad mom, then we are really not in a good state of mind to be making any decisions or mitigating the crisis. So we're kind of putting ourselves in a place of our weakest state in order to be dealing with something that we need to be in our absolute A game for. So this idea that there are facts that we need to face, and that is the reality check, is step one. And then step two is recognizing that emotions that are flooding in, again, this is our brain's natural tendency and natural way of protecting us, being aware of those emotions that are coming, being not only aware of them, but allowing them, allowing ourselves to actually feel those emotions instead of resisting the emotion. Because that's another thing that gets us in trouble. When you are resisting something, resistance takes energy. And so when we are in this state of mind where we're feeling a, a strong emotion and there's a fact in front of us that we need to face. And so in my example of a family argument, when one family member says to another family member, I hate you, and you feel like as a mom, that, that's like a knife in your heart because you're, it's, it's exactly what you don't ever want your family. It's a total perfect example that your family 
is not happy. And you can just think of this as a crisis as a mom. When kids are fighting, you just can really take this hard. So recognizing that there's the fact that one child said, I hate you to another child. Um, And then there's the emotion that you feel. And if you immediately want to reject that this is happening and try to find try to defend one of or the other of the kids or try to find a reason why one of them said that or all the work that we do as moms to try to not face the reality that our family is not happy is basically the reality, which is so interesting because it's okay to not be happy, right? It's totally okay to not be happy. It's human to have all of the emotions. but we still have that belief and we still make that connection. And so then what the part about the emotional piece, as I said, we don't want to, in, when we're in that state of mind, we don't want to resist the emotion. We want to say, okay, reality is my kids aren't happy, they're fighting. And then experiencing the emotion of sadness and often really as moms, another emotion that we need to be willing to feel and, and able to allow, which is grieving because we all kind of start out wanting this happy family and reality comes in and says, yeah, they're normal. They're going to fight and they're going to have problems. And so we have to grieve our original idea that our family would be happy all the time and perfect. And so there's a grieving process of recognizing and feeling some sadness in that moment where they're where they're really not getting along. We have to kind of recognize that we feel sad about that. And really what we're trying to do when we're trying to not have them fight or we're trying to deny that it's a big deal or all those all those things that we go around trying to do what we're really trying to do is make ourselves feel better. We're trying to release that discomfort that we're feeling because our family's not happy. And the underlying belief about that is that we have failed in some way or that we, this is our fault. Um, we have, we have the associated guilt. And like we've talked about before, we, a lot of us connect that to the quality of our motherhood whether or not we consider ourselves a good mom, quote unquote. So so that's what I have for you as far as the formula goes. And I'm just going to go back over it really quick so that it's clear. So we have the facts in any situation where it feels like a threat to our family, and that's what we're defining as a crisis. We have the facts of the situation and we have emotions that come up in our role as a mom in the moment. And what the key is here is to be able to see the facts in front of us with the part of our brain that's very factual and very um, logical. So we need our facts and our logical side of our brain to be operating especially in a crisis. We need to see what the facts are so that we have the information to take action from. We have to be clear-minded in that sense, right? So that's the fact side. And then the emotional side of our brain 
is also at play. And I think that some of us have learned or have a tendency to think that we need to stay over in the fact side of our brain and not let our emotions come in, that that causes confusion or makes us weak, or there's all kinds of things that we've been taught about that. And especially, I don't know if I have any dads listening um, as well, but especially for dads, dads are really taught that they're not supposed to let emotions come in and cloud the issue, right? And we have this concept that you are strong and level-headed when you're not allowing your emotions. And I want to tell you that that is false. That is not healthy at all. And it is not helpful. It'll just postpone the processing of those emotions. And when you postpone, when you resist emotions and you try to put them, stuff them down or postpone feeling them, then they just become more intense and they're going to come up and you will process them now or process them later, (laughs) but they're going to get processed. Trust me. So that's the, that's the formula. It's facts and emotions. And when we can work, have both of those working at the same time, then we can be in our kind of our highest state of mind because I can give an example of this with an exam with a argument example. Um, we have in our family, I've shared that we've had different types of diagnosis that our kids have. And one of them with borderline disorder or bipolar disorder there's a volatility that comes with the with that diagnosis sometimes where mood regulation is really really challenging and with dysregulated mood you can have pretty intense behavior because there's such a high level of discomfort for the person who's experiencing the mood dysregulation so here they are really really struggling to um to not have these huge different mood swings, right? So we have this really intense emotion and we have a really high, sometimes a happy and active mood and then, and very productive and creative. And then we can go way back to the other direction where there's low motivation and, or no motivation and a level of low energy and depression and just despondence. And those mood swings can go back and forth, which can be very, very uncomfortable for the person. And so when you have something like that going on, and then you have a triggering event, such as an argument within the family, as the mom in this situation, what is how we can apply the formula here is that the person says, I wish you would effing kill yourself. I wish you would get killed in a car accident. And it's just an extremely hurtful and very intense kind of, um, you know, these words that are shared are uh, the whole family's impacted, right? I mean, it's super harsh. And to respond to that, what we can do as moms, if we're using our formula with including both sides of our brain, the fact side and the emotion side, then we can, I can say, 
okay, she just said something really bad and everybody is totally stunned right now. That's the facts. And, and the and is a super important piece of this. And emotionally, I can have compassion for her that she is really suffering. She would not be suffering. She would not be saying something so intense if she wasn't feeling really intense emotion. And so this is where I'm allowing my own emotions to be, to come in and, and contribute and be, remember when I said in my other, my other podcast, is it helpful or harmful, right? So the emotion that I want to bring in here is compassion or empathy, compassion and empathy for everybody who just heard those words who feel terrible and also compassion and empathy for the person who said those words, who's really struggling. So that's where we get to this higher level of decision-making in the crisis moment, because I can look at the facts of the situation and include those emotions. And the other thing that I can think about is my first emotional reaction is probably not one of compassion and empathy at all. It's probably one of defensiveness for the kids who just heard that. And it's defensiveness for myself and feeling the um, the impact of those words and the hurt from those words. And so my initial reaction would be to feel those emotions, but then not act from those emotions, recognize them and allow them like we talked about. So I can say, oh my gosh, that, you know, okay, that hurts. Acknowledge it. Let that be that it's hurtful, but then go to that next emotion to say, what do I want to feel that's going to be helpful because we're going to take actions from the emotion that we're feeling. So the emotion that I want to feel in any crisis is I want to feel loving towards my family, to all of my family. I want to feel loving to the kids who were just impacted by those really harsh words. And I also want to be loving to the person who delivered those words. And I want to be loving to myself. And it's not that I'm going to put those in any particular order. It's that everybody in our family gets to be loved in any crisis at the same time. And that is totally possible. It just happens pretty quickly. And so this is why you need this formula so that you can remember to check the facts of the situation and include the emotions of the situation. And then as we put it together, the last step is to say, is this helpful or harmful? Is this emotion that I'm feeling helpful or harmful? Is the action I feel the urge to take right now helpful or harmful? And so when you can do facts, emotions, and then the helpful or harmful question, you can make the decision in any crisis to show up the way that you want to show up. And I hope that you can tell that this is not that you're showing up for your family only. You're showing up for yourself in this moment, just as much as you're showing up for your family. And you can do that at the same time. I think there's a lot of information out there about it's kind of this either or, or, right? Like you either, you have to um, show up for your family at the expense of yourself, which is what we all tend to naturally do first until we realize, okay, that's not working. <laughs> that is exhausting me, depleting me, making me 
lose who I actually want to be as a person, right? It just, we somewhere along the line lose our identity in that when we, when we deplete ourselves so much. So we know that that doesn't work. And then what we, a lot of us do and what a lot of society tells us to do is to go all the way over and swing completely to the other side where we, we do this, this idea of self-care where it's like, my needs come first. I'm the mom, you know, I'm going to take care of myself first. I have to put my own oxygen mask on. I, that analogy has been around for so long and it's not that it's a bad thing, but what I don't like about it is the idea that we're, the purpose of putting on the mask is so that we can take care of everyone else. Put our, put your own mask on first so you can take care of everyone else. And I like it more from put your mask on so that you can take care of yourself and anyone else. Again, it, I like the and of the both of those can coexist as opposed to them having to be in a particular order that one comes before the other. Because I think in any emergency, we're going to be helping as we're getting our mask on. We are just, you know, anybody is. Everybody's doing everything at the same time. So that is what I have for today for the formula that I hope will be really clear and helpful. And please, if you have questions, make sure that you post them for me. If you have a review, go ahead and put that in there. I will see you next week. If you love what we're doing on the podcast, you should come and join my free and private Facebook group called Family Crisis for Moms. It's where we dive deeper, study, and finally solve all the things we talk about on the podcast. It's next level work if you're serious about making a change. It's free and full of moms just like you who want a better life. So head over now and join us. The link is on my website in the top right corner. See you there.